0: SV Pod is presented by DraftKings. Coming up today, we talked to Jimmy Patsos. I'm going to give you a little bit of a primer on who he is in a minute. Because he like, wait, this guy was an assistant basketball coach? He coached in Loyola? Like, is, is that an interesting guest? I'll say this. He'll, as interesting a guest as we will likely ever have on this podcast. Also want to remind you to check out Stu Gatz's podcast. Is that how you say Stu Gatz's? Stu Gatz's podcast. Stu Potty. Stu Potty. I've been on that. dude. We might let him uh, on the podcast in the near future. It's, I don't know, to be determined. Until then, you should subscribe and download Stupidity and SVPod wherever you get your podcasts. How do you describe what J- who Jimmy Patsos is? Like, how, how do I make
1: people get it? I mean, you're going to get it soon enough when He's you listen. the ultimate man of the people. Every tier of person in the world <laughs> he can relate to. And, How's and, that? And... Without a
0: doubt. And he, that's why I pay him the ultimate compliment when I say that if it were three o'clock in the morning and I needed $10,000 cash for what, Scott? Don't know. Just, I'm in a pickle. I need 10 grand. It's three in the morning. I'm in the Philippines. I'm in Cleveland. Why are you in Cleveland? I'm, I need 10,000. It's three in the morning. Who do you call? Jimmy Patsos. Why? Because he would know a guy in that town and he would direct me to that person. And then I would have my 10 grand in cash and I could get out of the pickle. Well, how would he do that? Who the hell knows? At every level of college basketball. And then it's not just college basketball. Like you mentioned his name in other circles and somehow he's, he's up. Uh, he's, he's, when he got in, I should stop just talking, but I just, just one last thing, one last thing here. When Loyola of Maryland got into the tournament, like when he arrived there as their head coach and they were winless and then he got him to the tournament, like, his press conference, he was mentioning the Guggenheim Museum, the Black Panther Party. It was a stream of consciousness, and you'll get that when you listen to him talk.
1: Like, it, we're going to meander. We're going to take some lefts and some rights. But all of it, you're just like, just give me more of this. He coached a game from the stands because he, did. he didn't want to get teed up. He also had a brawl. Uh, his team had a brawl with the team, and the team wouldn't shake his hand, and he went through it. You'll remember this yeah, video of him imaginary shaking hands.
0: He also went, like, put three guys on Steph Curry. To he did. To we to talk it. about that. Yeah, we're going to ask him obviously about that. It didn't didn't end well. Um, but we'll talk, and we'll obviously we'll talk to him about some college hoops. We get the last regular last week of regular season, and there's still still some chaos to figure out. I think at the top, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, the one seats. I, it's to me, it's Dayton and San Diego State, and to me, like, you know, possibly for that one seat, I see Dayton now creeping over there. You know, with all these prognosticators, is that what they are? They you could call them that. Math guys. That's the word. All of these words work. And now Dayton's jumped San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And I watched San Diego State again uh, this past weekend. Against uh, Nevada. Against Nevada. Really impressive. They got guys that make shots. Their shooting was, was really good. I just think with the eye test, and I both their leagues are not great. I understand that. And you always want to know who'd you beat. Who'd you beat? Dayton's made it look pretty easy. They really have.
0: We we tape on Tuesday, so but at some point you might be listening to this and it might be dated. But they take yeah. on Rhode Island on the road, and Rhode Island just lost a game that they shouldn't have lost, and they have um they got one last shot to get a profile win, and it's at home. That's a scary spot. Mm. And you know if you lose late and you you leave an impression that's maybe not as favorable. Um, and they their resume is is like who's their who's their best win. There really isn't one. Mm-mm. Whereas San Diego State can say, Hey, we got Iowa, we got Creighton, and the people go, Oh, that was November, neutral court whatever. That they, they beat they those teams. It. They like exactly I don't 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 poo-poo who you beat. That's who they beat. Who'd you beat? Who'd you beat? They beat those teams. So uh I, I my my thought is if it's one or the other, I yeah, think the best chance the best chance for, to lose that's still on the board is Dayton at Rhode Island. Mm-hmm um but you make a great point they've mostly made it look easy we watched the game at st huh. louis where they could have lost they managed if they pulled one out of the fire they actually had a close game at mason we were watching that one that, yep. was, that was closer than it probably should have been but mostly they've just beaten the absolute snot out of Friday people.
1: night how many twos consecutively they made did they make?
0: 27 consecutive twos now a lot of them are ob at the rim but um True. i don't know i like i think this is you and i are college hoop guys you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that maybe maybe it's not your thing but if you're a college basketball fan um I would think that this year's tournament is as exciting as any simply because there's just no one person you point at and go, well, there are for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, has Kansas elevated? They have. They have. But Jay Billis made a great point on game day on Saturday down in College Park. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm. Um, he says people say, oh, anybody could win. No, he said, I don't believe that. I'm with him. I don't either. I don't think every, anybody could win the six games in this tournament. Not even close. He said anybody could lose. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think anybody could lose. I don't think I don't think there's one team that it would be an absolute shock if they lost the first weekend. I mean it'd be an upset. But I mean, I don't know, you can just kinda of shrug if an eight nine managed to get Kansas if it's the right eight nine. And and that's one last thing on those ones, Dayton and San Diego State. Like I look at some of these seeds, eight nine line. Like let's say it's let's Chris say it's, Beard. Yes. You want to play them? You want to, like, like they're probably actually lower than the 8-9. I've seen, like, Illinois on the 8-9. I think they're probably higher than that. But let's just, again, argument's sake. Say you're Dayton and you're San Diego State. You get Illinois, your second game. That's the best team you've been on the floor with in three months. You're probably not the best team they've been on the floor with in three months. Doesn't mean you can't win. I've said this now about 100 times. But that will be the really fascinating thing to see, the second game for both Dayton and or San Diego State coming up. Let's talk some tournament. Let's let's talk talk about... uh, trips overseas let's talk about speakeasies tall pours at third edition let's talk to jimmy patsos but first when it comes to comfort down below there's underwear and there's tommy john the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort for americans everywhere to put it simply tommy john doesn't give an f there are three f's fabric fit function tommy john obsesses over every little detail and stitch By using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a no-wedgie guarantee. That is important. you got comfortable stay-put waistbands, a range of fabrics that are luxurious, soft, feather-light, moisture-wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. That means there's no bunching and no riding up. Tommy John's so confident in their underwear. If you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee you want to shop in stores, fine. They're in 1,200 locations across the country, including Nordstrom nationwide. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash SVP. For 20% off your first order, that's TommyJohn.com slash SVP. For 20% off, TommyJohn.com slash SVP. It's now an honor to welcome to the podcast uh, a legend, and I don't use that word lightly or often in, in coaching circles, He's a UA basketball consultant. That's Under Armour. You see him on NBC Washington. Maybe you see him at third edition behind the bar where he really got his start. It's Jimmy Patsos, former assistant at Maryland, head coach at Loyola, took them to the tournament. Lots of things to talk about, but I want to start, Jimmy. Give me, give me your visual right now, your, your visual ID. Where are you across from? I'm across from the Tasty Diner, which Bethesda now has high back in the day.
2: When you when we left the third or whatever Godforsaken time it was, yep. and we lived up here, Kevin Shan and all the boys, Tasty Diner was the stop. You come up here; it's somewhere where I developed my great dietary you know, decisions of turkey club fries with extra ketchup. Yep. but the Tasty Diner besides a legendary place,
0: it is legendary. I once uh, I once heard a story of a, one of our good friends who said he could eat twenty grilled cheese sandwiches, and if if he could eat twenty grilled cheese sandwiches, they're going to pay him a grand. But he got like 10 in and he went outside and he puked and he puked like a, like a tower of grilled cheese and it was the middle of winter and it froze solid (laughs) and the, and the grilled cheese tower was outside of the tasty diner for like a month. Like cause it's like, it stayed
2: for a month. Who was it? Carl McCarty? That is just too funny.
0: No, it was, it was a different guy. Fleming. Fleming was who did it. But, uh, the, the tasty, for those that know the tasty diner, there's just a lot of stuff happens there. A lot of it's forgotten, I, I would say. But, um, Jimmy, I wanted to have you on because, there's, there's a lot I wanted to talk to you about. But I mean this time of year, look, we flipped the calendar to March. And people might know you were an assistant to Gary, right? And you guys won a title and and you you've you've seen that side of it on um, when you won the title, you guys were a one seed. And then you you got Loyola Baltimore to Loyola of Maryland, I beg your pardon, to the tournament and you guys were a 15 seed. So you've seen what it is to get ready for, to prep for the tournament from both sides of things. Which I think is a fascinating kind of understanding of what goes into this time of the year, and I just I just wanted to get your thoughts from the from the top of the food chain, right? When you're a one, when there's expectations, when when you're trying to to make a run, which you guys did to Atlanta, you cut down nets, you won a title. What all are you trying to manage as you get to March to give your team its best chance to make that run? Well, it's
2: a great question because first of all. You know, the Loyola, Seattle, we lost in overtime in the final to Iona. You know, the one-bid leagues, the problem with those is like at Colgate, In other words, you're having a great year at, you know, Stephen F. Austin, 27 wins. If you don't win your tournament, you're not going. You're not going, you're not going to take any smalls. The only exception is probably the West Coast Conference, you know, St. Mary's and BYU. All right. But that's because Gonzaga is number one. But at Maryland, and that's a great question, you know, being number one, that was great because it's ironic. We played Siena, then Wisconsin, then Kentucky, then Connecticut, and then Kansas, and then Indiana. And and Karan Butler and I still thought Jim Calhoun said, "Who's ever wins this game in the Elite Eight is going to win the national title." Well, he, he he you know that that's hard to predict, but yet he was probably right. These things right now, when you're a one, two, or three, I'm nervous about the Maryland Terrapins because you love them, go to all the games. I just don't want them to fall to a four-seed. I don't prefer two or three-seed. doesn't really move the needle. Being a one is a huge advantage. That's because you get to stay home logistically nowadays. And by the way, that all started from our trip to Boise, Scott. Remember? Yeah. We went to Boise. Georgetown was there. George Mason was there. Hampton was there. And all these teams, you know, that went far away to play, they stopped that. But that's according to your seed. So, in other words, for me... I just don't want to be fighting for that two or three seed and fall to the four. The one seeds are great. I think Gonzaga is safe as a one seed. I really do believe that. I don't think San Diego State is. I think in the Mountain West, they haven't played a tough enough schedule. I love Malachi Flynn, but they're not safe. Baylor's not safe. I think Kansas is safe and Gonzaga's safe. After that, I don't know who the number ones really are right
3: now.
0: Sure. And no, and no, and no one's going to take him because everybody's lo- like, look at last week. I did a thing the other night on the show, Jimmy, about the twos, the two line. You got Duke losing three or four. They won last night against Monday night against NC State. But Maryland lost. Nova lost. Florida State lost. I mean, all these teams are losing. Like, I don't see anybody overtaking the ones. But like, when you're the one and you talked about it and you, you had Siena and then you had uh, Wisconsin. And, and what I'm always curious about that second scout. Right, like you find out on Sunday who you're playing first, if you're a one, you're gonna beat the 16th, right we, that that should happen, but then that's sure. that second scout you got a twenty four hour window where you got to figure out who your opponent is, all right now you got a game plan for him, and like how did like w- w- under Gary like how do those responsibilities get sorted out and like and what your role is to get your team ready for that next game?
2: great question because Billy Hahn, our top assistant at the time until he left, he took the first game because as Gary you know Lou wolf wins equals what's important now, you know. You've got to win the first game. Gary's like, I don't care who it is, Billy, you take the scout. I used to draw, you know, I got Xavier. I had I had West, you know, for, for Xavier after Drew Nicholas beat
3: Wilmington. right?
2: And I knew that we could outrun him with Jamar Smith and Travis Garrison. In other words, there's ways to do these. There's ways to make these things happen. But at least you get to see the people in person. I'm a huge in-person evaluation, in-person scouting. I don't care if I wanted to go see the kids at Dematha last week. I went, saw the Washington Catholic League, which is as good as it gets in the country. Wow, all of a sudden you see the kid that's going to Duke. He's really good roads. In other words, you want to see people in person. Mm-hmm. And if I'm scouting that second game, I want to see the people in person. I had Sienna as a scout, which was ironic. Then the next week I had UConn, which was the second game. You know, Billy would take the first game. And then I just get the second or the, or the third. You split it up with Dave and I. I drew the short stick because UConn won. That was the game I said, "Koran Butler can't shoot. Let's go zone." How'd that he work? Thirty-five and was out the door as a lottery pick and made hundred million dollars after that. So he can thank you for that.
3: <laughs> but you know,
2: you get him wrong. But but the scouting thing and winning the second game and let's get right after. It. I love If You've been a vocal supporter. I'm a vocal supporter. Kevin Plank and I, we all have his back. But he's got to win that second game this you're, year. You're it's right.
3: Losing last year
2: to LSU by two, when everyone knew that Waters was going to go right and try to get to the rack when the game's down, down the line. And it, it's tough, you know, because the game's going on. But Waters beat him with a running layup. That's what he does best. I am going to the SEC next week. I went last week. By the way, Coach, underrated tournament, the SEC. It's in Nashville. Mm. The basketball has gotten better. they got Rick Barnes now. They've got Bruce Pearl. But I was going to jump around and say what I thought of Kentucky. John Calipari let me in his practice three weeks ago. I went out to Memphis and Cincinnati. You know, Memphis, too bad Wiseman didn't stay because it would have been great to watch. Kentucky, to me, What the job he's done, Scott, turning them around after losing in December, having a player quit, they've won like nine in a row, they ran away with the SEC, which I think is a tremendous conference. Tremendous conference. And I think Kentucky, at the two seed, is really dangerous. I have them in the Final Four. I have Kentucky, Maryland, going over in Kansas. I'll tell you that right now. But scouting and seeing people in person and who can make the adjustments during these long three and four-minute timeouts and get the players to really understand the game plan, and as you know, that's where Gary was the best because you'd give Gary the info, he would digest it. But he also remembered it. Like, halfway through the game, he'd be like, remember... You know, that guy can't shoot going left, but if he goes right, he's going to go all the way to the basket. I, I did the scout knife for
3: lot,
2: you know? <laughs> like, he was really good, Gary, at in game
1: adjustments. Coach, if I go up to Gary Williams tomorrow and I ask him, what's your most fond memory of a Patzo scouting report? What game, what team is he going to say? You, you just mentioned Karan Butler, but well, how about another one?
2: Well, yeah, Karan Butler was one, I and mean, he, he would be good at, like, um, you know, the guy would make one three. He said, you said he can't do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he starts the for Wake Forest. They're ace of the country. We left him wide open. I mean, he might make one of these wide open, you know. And then I said, oh, you just, see, that's the problem. you got to excuse for everything, you know. He would be like, but Gary was, he was actually great to coach for because I'd rather have him yell at me than the players, but mm. some of the scouts were Steve Nash. You remember, Steve Nash made his name against us. That was like a Billy scout, go, Thank God, no, not mine. You know, out comes Santa Clara, and I'm watching. And I said, this seems better than you think, Coach Williams. I've been looking at him. Why? It's Billy Scout. I said, well, I'm interested to see this kid Nash. He's got the surfer look. But you know what? And he's like... Yeah, you keep saying he's better than we think. He's going to have a great game. He had an unbelievable game. That's where he made his name, mm. you know. And those are the ones you run into that they can like sneak up on you because no matter it's how good you tell the players they are, they're like whatever. It's Santa Clara. Hey, whatever. It's Wilmington, you know. And then the good news with Warren Dixon and Blake, they were easy because they were sort of underdogs, so they never. In other words, they weren't like blue, bloody guys themselves. Ronnie was, was just like, I'm going to have a better game than whoever I play against. The good news was he didn't care if it was the Collins twin. He didn't care if it was Boom Jay Boom from Georgetown. But he also never took people lightly, if that makes sense, you know? But yeah, Gary would have some classic, classic scouting things about um, seeing me and my, you know, definitives. He can't shoot or we should leave him open or whatever we do, we should play zone against this team and then make a three, and he'd be like, yeah, another good suggestion. You zone They just made two
0: straight threes against us.
2: I meanwhile, he's fought the next ten times down court, but he didn't really bring that up the two threes
0: they You know, to this day, Jimmy, to this day, Karam Butler, who 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 came on and worked with us and has had done done really well in this really broadcasting right
2: thing. I've got to know him. What a uh, uh, tough the Juice best. is as
0: good a dude as there is, but to this day, for that hundred million that he made, you know it still pisses him off? That you guys beat him in the carrier yep. dome. He'll, he still talks with vivid, vivid memory and, and perfect recall of all the things that went on. And when he'd be, when we'd be sitting up here in the room, you know, getting ready to talk after an NBA playoff game, he'd take us through that whole sequence. To this day, as good as I thought Kansas was that year and you guys beat him in the final four, I thought the Connecticut, Maryland game was the best game of the tournament. No doubt. All those pros and the level that those guys played at. Do you still see the picture, Jimmy, as clearly as Karan does?
2: No, not as much the game, but I thought they were the best team we played, too. And it's funny because I work with Drew Gooden, who's our color analyst now, he used to do pregame. Drew was on the Kansas team. Jared Jeffries does games with us. He was on the Indiana
3: team. Sure. And,
2: of course, Karan. You know, so it's funny you had those three. You have them around. And I wear the ring once in a while on the
3: broadcast.
2: (laughs) But Jared Jeffries is funny because he's like, we were lucky to be there. But Drew's like, we should have won. And Karan's like, we should have won. That Connecticut game in the Carrier Dome, and by the way, we were down and played kids. But here's the thing. We went first one to 90 was going to win. Those, those were just high-octane games at Calhoun versus Gary. I forgets we had beaten them earlier in the year down at back then. It was the MCI, MCI Center. And right, John yeah. find, you know, you know the, remember we used to play that? I think yeah. it was the bb
1: That's exactly what it was. Yeah, Steve Francis beat Stanford. <laughs> Steve Jean, she beat in there yeah. it,
2: that was another great scouting one everyone had a race France. I got this one right I said Gary, I don't like this LaFrance guy that much, but we better watch out for this other guy and it was Paul Pierce huh. and Paul Pierce, and that's when Gary would be like it would be, we beat him, so it was like three beers and a steak at the palm later and he goes, hey Jim, Jim, he, he always called me Jim when it was serious, nobody yeah. called me Jim except for me, he'd be like, Jim, Jim Jim, you know, you know that California kid. I know how you like California because you want to recruit out there. I'm like, get back to the point. And he's like, that California kid's pretty good, by the way. It was Paul Pierce, by the way.
1: <laughs> Going to the Hall of Fame.
2: Um, Hall of Fame. Love him for the Celtics. But that's who was on that team. I think Jacques Vaughn was the card. But that was, like, very interesting. He gives you credit, like, a few hours later. You
0: know? <laughs> now, I was in the building when you guys beat Indiana after you beat Kansas. And, like, look, the, the Maryland fan base – Was long suffering and for years they thought Gary couldn't get over the hump and then obviously you made it to Minneapolis the year before. What do you remember that about that night in the hotel, which stretched into the wee hours of the morning about just having done it? Like as Johnny Holiday famously said, the kids had done it, but you guys as a staff and as a team, what those, the moment when you win a national championship as the, as the Maryland basketball family, what's that night like?
2: You know, it was unbelievable and I was, we we really were, I was happy for Gary to the fans. I was happy for me because I got up to be Hootie and the Bluefish because they came to the game. And I'm like, I'm rocking out with these dudes until 5 morning because a bunch of those guys, not Hootie, but the rest of the band, I believe, had a lot of Maryland connection. They do. Um, but it's funny. You mentioned Minneapolis. We won it in Atlanta. It started. In, it's funny. it started in Minnesota. Steve Lavin tells a great story. They had beat us by 30 at UCLA. Yep. And he told his team to shut up and be careful because they have a long tunnel. Because Gary stopped at the top and says to our team, we are coming back here next year to the Final Four. And anyone who doesn't believe it should leave now. Meanwhile, there's no way out of the tunnel. He's at the top, right? So there's no way out. Steve Lavin and UCLA have just finished by 30, and they're scared to death in the back. Say a word. Because Gary stopped at the top of the tunnel in the old Metrodome. And that's when he said, we are going to get past this 316 BS. We have to get past this. It's okay. It's great. We've gotten here, but our program, the line, you know, gets Scott. We belong with Duke Skins in Kentucky and you know, all UCLA. And it was ironic with us to UCLA. And he's like, I want to be where these guys have been 10 times. I want to go once. The next year, we returned to Minneapolis in the Final Four. Now we were up on Duke. By the way, the year before, Scott, if you look at the four Duke games we had the year before, they win the national title. Yep. They were combined. If you added up the points, I think they won by one. Don't forget, we blew the 10-point lead here. We beat them down there. I think they beat us in the Georgia Dome in the ACC championship. They did. Nate James
0: had a tip in. in. Nate James tips in. Blake hits a three to tie it. Nate James gets a tip in. Juan Dixon's got a three at the buzzer. It almost killed Dick Vitale because it was going to go in, and it didn't. And then in the final four, you guys are up 22. And then what happened happened.
2: See, you're better a historian than me. Think about those four games, and that's the national champion yep. that they were against. But then to come back, you know, it was, it was redemption, but it was really good for Gary. And You know, you're, you, for those of you that don't know Scott or haven't, haven't listened to him speak about Maryland, the best thing, stories, Scott tells us, the smell of Cole Fieldhouse, the feeling of going into Cole Fieldhouse, to win that year, closing out Cole, and I can't lie, Duke beat us. I wish we still played in Cole. We should have renovated Cole and added offices where the tennis courts were. But Cole was just <laughs> a such a special place. And Scott, you tell the story about the smell of it, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, right now I know I know. Exa- I can feel it. I it, it was it was hotter than hell in there. The doors to that uh, place would open up, and it hit you. It was like a blast furnace, and it smelled like like cigars and popcorn, and it smelled like a gym. And it was just—it was a special place, and you guys were able to close it down and 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 win a title. And then, you know, obviously, final fours in Atlanta this year again. Mm. So Maryland fans are hoping. Who knows? Maybe maybe you get lucky and you get back. Um,
2: they
3: got a chance. They have a
2: chance. You know, look,
0: they don't turn the ball over. They play
2: good D. that Scott to me is the key. He's a tough guy and he's a real inside player that they need. You know, Collins getting a little tired, but I really like what Wiggins is doing. But to me, Sticks is a lottery ticket. I would take Jalen Smith number one in the draft. If I needed a four, man, I don't want to just – It's not the best player available. Wiseman, I don't like that he didn't play basketball. Anthony Edwards is a great player, George, but he didn't win. Toppin, Obi Toppin, I really like – I used to talk to Toppin at Siena because he was a 6-4 forward from Boston. And the same thing, thing
0: is. and Have you seen him in person, Toppin?
2: I haven't seen Toppin this year. Great question, but I've watched it. And the 8 is really good, but in other words, Jalen Smith, if I needed a powerful, if I was the Warriors and didn't have a four-man with everybody coming back and picked one, I'd take Jalen Smith. I think he's going to be a lot like Sam Perkins. You know, block shots, rebounds, make threes, play for 12 years, never cause you problems, always show up to play, he never gets hurt. And that's a lot That that's a lot of positives in the
0: modern NBA. All right, we'll pick up story time with Jimmy Patzos in just a moment. In the meantime, I want to tell you there's plenty going on at DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. DraftKings will have millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. You feeling the sweat yet? Your favorite NBA team definitely is with the playoffs right around the corner. Draft your team today for a shot to be crowned the champion. This is your opportunity to earn big cash prizes with basketball contests every night throughout the rest of the season. DraftKings is giving you a free shot at $30,000 in total prizes with your first deposit. Drafting your team is simple. Just select your players and stay under the salary cap. Best part, you get to draft a new team every day without any commitment. Plus, when you join DraftKings today, you can play for free for over $30,000 in prizes with your first deposit. Get in on all this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code SVP during sign-up and get a free shot at over $30,000 in prizes with your first deposit. Don't forget, that's code SVP. That gets you the free shot at thirty grand in prizes with your first deposit, minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, we're talking to Jimmy Patsos, long longtime assistant under Maryland, so you got those stories. But what like the Loyola story is just as interesting, if not more, because you take a team that you arrived, they hadn't won a game, and you get Loyola Maryland to the to the to the tournament, and you guys are a fifteen and like the, that's the polar opposite. Like I, I imagine, like when you get to the Final Four in Atlanta, I imagine you have to deal with eight million ticket requests. Like what happens? Like Loyola, Loyola makes a tournament for the first time ever. What happens? How many people are you juggling? What do you What are you having to deal with then? Well, we went to
2: Pittsburgh. We, we, you know, we went to my wife's hometown, so of course we had to take care of all her friends. <laughs> you know, my wife Michelle, who's a great lady, she's social,
0: all timer. Um, they had been
2: taken. Skip Prosser had taken them once, but he was only there one year and left. Then they had gone. They were one in twenty-seven. But Loyola was a great place. I loved the Baltimore hoop scene. It was great to be at of lacrosse. At least they were great in lacrosse. They ended up winning lacrosse the year. We won a great guy, Charlie Toomey. I just grabbed onto the Baltimore people. But the best thing, Scott, is you know this, and we can talk about this now, is A, we played on Friday and Sunday when the Terps didn't play. There was a bar upstairs. I had taking the job, and I said, there's a bar that overlooks the court. And they said, no one ever comes here. I said, well, they're going to start now okay? <laughs> Because we're going to open that sucker up and have free beers and wine and chicken sandwiches. And we play Friday night in the Mac, which Bobby Gonzalez was there. Jimmy O'Toole just ruined it. was exciting. And there were lines on the game. You <laughs> the that's the Mac on Friday and Sunday. Our Friday night games, I'm just telling you, were full. And a lot of guys were waiting until the very end sharing Regardless of whether we're going to win it or not, if you got my drift.
0: I understand.
2: Just a little Friday night entertainment, and the Mac was a really good league, but it was really good because you got to you could try anything there. Joe Boylan, who's the voice of Rutgers right now, Joe Boylan, who was with Phil Sellers and all of this, he was Tom the assistant. He's like you can try anything here. So you know Steve Bisciotti and Plank and Carry Anderson and all these people get behind you, but but having lines on the game and playing New York teams that were like in the New York Post. It actually became a really good sell, and I loved coaching there. And then Seattle has a really good fan base. So that was like a little more in the middle. But the big, there's nothing like the biggies. And the only thing I don't like about the tournament right now, Scott, is it's really going to be – all the big schools. It's going to be mostly power five, correct?
0: Yeah, I would, I mean, I would think so. I mean, the Big Ten's going to eat up a ton. The ACC doesn't, isn't having a banner year, but I mean, look, it's, it's always, um, it's always the power guys. Although I do think that with the teams you mentioned, Dayton, San Diego State, Gonzaga, you're going to have three non-power conference teams. They're going to get three top one, I mean, either one or two seeds. So that's, de- you got, you got teams that, that are at the top saying, Hey, look at us. You can be, why couldn't you be us? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I just don't know if the leagues are going to get. Like, I, right. used to, I used to think a team that won its league, you know, that was we had 25 wins, should get in. Now, the West Coast conference, thanks to Kentucky, this guy, Randy Bennett at St. Mary's, he can really coach. I've watched him. he said, Jordan Ford, this player that's just a wonderful player at Kansas Curry camp. I like watching those teams. I think they, they make the tournament really interesting, you know. I do think it's wide open, but Kentucky Duke will straighten itself up. I'll tell you, he's sneakily getting very good. Tony Bennett to get coach of the year in the UCC. I don't care if they won it last year. They lost Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, and Kyle Guy, and have lost, they lost in December. A lot of teams beat them. What he's done down there is remarkable, and I would not want to play him in the tournament right now.
0: No, it's never much fun to do when you do. I agree. They lost a bunch of dudes to the
1: pros, and, and they – I mean, it's ugly, but it's beautiful if you're in Charlottesville. They win games. Coach, you mentioned that you wear your uh, championship ring, your Maryland championship ring, but – you also are the two thousand fourteen CBI champion. And I'm always uh curious because I love how good coaches are with their memory. Can you take me through that bracket, the CBI twenty fourteen, who you beat?
2: It's funny, we played Stony Brook and Steve Michael. We played Penn State. I ended Tim Fraser's career, it was in the NBA. He laughs about it when I see him. Tim Frazier in the NBA. We beat Tyler Johnson. Well then we it was Illinois State. Yeah. That was we beat Tyler Johnson, who's who signed for fifty million, and him and his his brothers on St. Mary's. Now I know their family; they laugh. We beat Fresno State, and that was the first time I ever coached two out of three. I was
1: just then. That's my second part. What the hell was it like preparing for a three-game? Wow, series was against Fresno problem. State. Yeah, I my
2: life because you know we we, beat, we wanted Fresno acted like the thing was over. I went out, you know, had a little celebratory night in L.A., and we got blown out the next team. I thought, oh, we won the first one, we'll win the next one. And then we won game three. It's actually kind of cool. I kind of wish Sam on and the CIT and the NIT. I wish the NIT would be like 64 mm. and take a lot of the lower teams. But the two out of three was very really interesting to coach it, you know, because you could really make adjustments. And by the end, we just said, we're not guarding that guy. We're going to double the post on that guy. and They can't guide us inside. And then our third game was like, really, we just executed exactly like what we saw and what they didn't see and it was really interesting, but it's still a championship. If you look one of the CBI, BCU's won it, Pittsburgh's won it, Brian Gregory's won it. Um, last year, I think it was, it was Brian Gregory. It, there's been some pretty good teams that have won it, and it's, it's a nice challenge. And you swallow schools, it's still fun to play.
1: You mentioned not guarding guys. There was one time in 2008 when you put two guys on Stephen Curry. Can you take us through that scouting that, report?
2: That was two and a half guys we put on him. <laughs> Yeah, we were double teaming him all the. You know what's funny? Back to scouting, Star. We we could we played and beat James Madison. Matt Brady was the coach. We had a guy get hurt, we're down to seven. I watched Davidson play in person. curry has got long arms, big hands, and he's making shots from everywhere. If you gave him an inch, he was going to make it. So I told the team we should double team him, not let him get going. We were up like eleven to two and fifteen to five. They had to call two timeouts. Then this guy Curry outsmarted. And by the way, Bob McKillop, who I'm a good friend with, says one of his better coaching jobs. He puts him in the corner, and he's content to get like 12 assists. And they just start making shots. Now, at halftime, I said to the players, we should probably come out of this. And The players have said to me, you always facing all the game plan. you got to graduate. you got to finish your projects. you got to stick to the plan. You know, don't be a quitter.
3: He's gonna, they're going to get cool in
2: the second half, and we're going to beat them. I listened to the players. They did not get cold. They missed by thirty. They covered. We lost. It wasn't a good one. And but you know what? He's a he's a gentleman about it. His father's a great guy. And I worked Cody's camp, but I always tell him, I was the first one that knew how good. I really knew that he was going to that good because of his big hands, long arms. But he could really shoot the ball. But he just was content. And then at the end, he's like, "Nope, I'm not scoring." He, I'm telling you, he had a great game. And he was handling the ball. And every time he gave it up, he went and got And we ran at him, gave it up quickly. Never pouted. Wasn't a baby. And totally outsmarted me. Totally.
0: <laughs> We're talking to Jimmy Patzos, who's uh, I, I, he's as good a storyteller as there is, as you can see. But I've always said about you, and I don't, I don't know if you know I say this, but you're about to find out. I have said about you, and this is an ultimate compliment. If I needed $10,000 in cash at 3 o'clock in the morning... <laughs> All right. Anywhere in the world, if I could I could be I could be on the other side of the world, I could be in New York, I could be in Philly, D.C., Miami, San Francisco, Chicago. If I needed 10,000 cash during the morning, the first call I'm making is Jimmy Patsos. And the reason is because no matter where I would be, no matter how bad it looked, you would say, give me two minutes. You'd be back to me and there'd be you'd have a guy. You'd know a guy that could help me out. You're the most connected person to the world that I've ever met. Like, just like listen to story time. You know every coach right. and every person. Like, what accounts for that? Is it is it just being in a bar business and being a good time, Charlie? Like, how the hell have you become who you are in this world?
2: Kind of like Marv Perry because we we're unassuming, and Marv Perry had a lot to do with his upbringing.
0: A legendary uh, a legendary Maryland guy and a good family friend that no one will know legendary. who Marv is except Marv's family. But he was one of the all timers. But so are you. So go ahead, continue.
2: No, like Marv, you know, that unassuming, but you're a nice guy, but you actually listen to how people, you know. I was big as following up. I used to write people notes, hey, great meeting you in a bar. Back when you got cards, you know, you'd write note cards. It didn't hurt that Maryland was great, so everybody needed tickets, and I had the tickets back then. <laughs> <laughs> <different>, you
3: know? <laughs> right.
2: And we, by the way, we always got sent out west. We, Gary Williams still tells the stories, and this goes back to seating and this goes back to the old NCAA. You were fighting for your life down the stretch, getting the tournament but then you wanted a better seed but we didn't really care because we knew we weren't going south or east because duke was going east carolina was going south every time so i'm like good let's make friends with everyone out west <laughs> so we ended up getting dj strawberry you know and and uh, beck wayne and all these people but we just met a lot of people along the way i always like people um, from Boston, and as Red Hourback told me, instead a Red Hourback's lunch, always do lunch. Dinners can be too long, and you won't like each other by the end, (laughs) four hours. So, I'm good at like lunch, because it's happy, you're hungry, so now you're happy because you're full, you're not drinking, so you don't make a jerk out out of yourself, Mm -hmm. and then it's like over an hour. I'm good, I'm good at short stints, but yes, I do know a lot of people, you know, I've been to Asia and China and Vietnam and Australia, so i kind of... I know the Pacific Rim a little bit, let's yep. just say over there. Yep. And then London and Paris, Paris, my favorite place. I went ten years in a row with Steve Bishadi's mother. We used to go to Paris together. <laughs> that was one of the great ones. Bashadi goes, Yep. She likes you, why don't you go over and make sure she's settled? We would go. She would she would live there for oh, a couple weeks. Wait, hold behind. on.
0: Hold on. For those that don't know, Steve is a billionaire, he owns the Ravens. You'd go every year to Paris with his mother?
2: Ten years we went. Ten years in a row. I drove to Normandy, but I made sure she was set up at the old St. Louis next to Notre Dame. And sure. Of course. Why do you think we're sorry? He goes, "Yeah, you're better with the French." I'm still. Upset. I'm still upset they didn't support us in the war. I'm like, what war? What war? We even in war with them. He's like World War Two. I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> was it?
0: Was a, a big one. It was a big, big one. You were a history, history major, right, Coach? Met
2: John Brown from Bentley's met us over there once. Ten years in a row, we went to Paris together.
0: I. I swear, like it's rare, Jimmy. It's like I talk for a living, but like I, I, like I'm totally overmatched here, and I have no idea where to go. I mean, you just took me to Normandy <laughs> with Steve Bichette's mom. Like I, I don't. Right, I mean, when you go to Normandy, by the way, you, anybody who has a been, you got to go see this person. And it, it was, you know, after saving Clive Ryan, but sure.
2: you know, you, your life's an adventure. You know, I was trained by the Jesuits. You know, you just, you just got to go. I had this coach, Jack Thrun. I work. I, I, have, I have Morgan Wooten's funeral card in my in my car right now. Uh-huh. You know, I had my first job was for Morgan Wooten in Bowtie up at, up at uh, Mount St. Mary's. You know, basketball, I worked at Archbishop Carroll. I had Lawrence Bowden on my team, who coached, scored 2,000 points, played for me at Carroll. So you met a lot of coaches when they were coming to the gym, you know, and, hey, I thought every high school job was, like, normal. I didn't know that I was in the best conference in America, <laughs> that Carroll, Gonzaga, McNamara, and Kev you know, all these guys were playing, and, of course, DeMatha has everybody. I didn't realize that. You know, all these coaches just came to our games. I said, oh, this must be fun. All these guys like to come. You get to go to Lido's, get some and drink beers. And Lunch. Next, you know, you're in coaching. But that's you don't realize it when you're in the D.C. area that this is not what the rest of the world is like.
0: No, it's special, which is why I'm coming home, and um, I look Whereas, forward Everyone is so excited about that. Well, I appreciate you saying yeah, that. I'm going
1: to have to hit you up for a house, Coach.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have my hideaway in DuPont. You can have it. It's, it's probably good for a week or two. You don't want to stay. It's kind of a walk-up. My place you don't want, want to stay there forever
0: but my guy Stanford Steve's got three little girls we're trying to find a prop. we're trying to find proper lodging for Stanford Steve because he's coming with uh because like you I'm I'm a loyal guy and he's loyal to me so he's he's on my team now but listen I I can't thank you enough I we could talk, I could talk to you forever I know you got stuff to do you got to go do some TV stuff check him out in DC NBC Washington you're traveling the globe for Under Armour doing your thing um and still thirds you know a tall short pours or tall pours at third edition
2: Oh, man, they were wanted luck, It back then it was all cash, so it was that whatever you wanted. you know it was just but by the way, that was like a by the way that was a social place that everybody came through. It was a third edition, including coaches but yeah i i I'd say at first we had the big poor, but then we made them smaller as you went, so you'd stay longer. We didn't want you know you had to be in the game, you didn't have to you know you had to stay a long time because you know the longer you stood the more you got I you know? understood back then, it was.
0: Understood. When you write, hey. you got to write a book. You got to write a book because it's the stories you could tell. The a lot people, of chapters. The, I was going to say the people you cross paths with. It's fascinating. I, I, I you know, I love you. Uh, until next time, be well, travel safe, and I thank you for. Sanford sti- Steve, you get my number. I'll
2: show you all around. We'll take you wherever you need you to. Sanford Steve, when you come to D.C., there's only one thing you can have. Anything you want. <laughs> give you a call.
0: All right, I'm going to take a twenty just to let that let the dust settle might, might need a full let's make it a full and while we make it a full when it comes to hiring for your business zip recruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast from healthcare to manufacturing to business services and more and now you can try zip recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com/svpod zip recruiter sends your job to over 100 job sites but they don't stop there With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash SVPOD. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-V-P-O-D ziprecruiter.com slash svpod ziprecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: Jimmy Patzos is a life force. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, he mentioned that, you know the Mac stuff. I That's how I grew up, Scott. I grew up going Friday night games going to the Ivy League, Yale. Every Friday night, Chris Dudley, Tippins back in the day, Butch Graves but now it, I, it really hit me. Why was I going to the game with my uncles, my dad, all my relatives? Hmm. You bet on the game.
0: Listen, Jimmy's self-aware. He gets it. He understands the big picture. But, I mean, like, the best... If you're going to take one little nugget out of all of that, right, he just matter-of-fact drops that for 10 years he went with Steve Bashotti's mother to Paris. Now, Steve Bashotti, who's a wonderful guy, owner of the Ravens, as regular a dude as you can be for being a billionaire that happens to own a team, but, like, if you said to me... Hey, guess who took Bashadi's mom to Paris 10 years in a row? I don't, how the hell do I know? Jimmy Patsos. Well, of course he did. Of course he did. And, you know, and he gets over there and he's gonna be like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the Louvre and then after the Louvre, we're gonna go, I, I, I know this guy, uh, Pierre Francois, such and such over there, we're gonna do this, we're gonna get some beignets and some, or whatever. Like, he, he, I guarantees, he, I guarantee he knows the people you gotta know. How does he know them? He's good with the French. He's good with everybody. Nobody knows how he knows, but like that that thing about the ten grand, like no sh- no. Yeah. Sh- if I need it, if I needed to get out of a pickle, Pat Sos is the he's the pickle getter outer guy because he got a guy. He's got a guy. Amazing. Now who is it? How does he? Don't ask questions. Don't ask that. Like he's a fixer. He's like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. He's that guy. He arrives in a suit at nine in the morning. Don't ask the questions. You know, he's just going to fix things up. Which really, when you think about the wolf, basically all he said was "clean up the dead guy to the car." That's kind of all he did, right? Like, I never seen it. You never saw,
1: no. Do you want me to make you more mad? I don't like the movie.
0: Okay, so I'm sitting here with one person that's never seen the film and another person that doesn't like it. Next, I'm carrying on. There's only nowhere to go from there. I mean, I'm sitting. I'm I'm sitting. In,
1: All right, let's put you with, on the spot, with some, then.
0: with some rubes. Scott on the spot? Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question.
3: Scott on the spot.
0: Scott on the spot. <laughs> Brought me, you by DraftKings. They're giving new users a free shot at over $1 million in prizes. Download the DraftKings app and enter code SVP at sign up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details
1: you were on game day i was how many times do you think you said let's go when you came down the stairs people gave me a bunch of crap for this each person was a new person so i was saying let's go to each person and
0: i mean it's a tall wall Mm -hmm. it took a long time to get to the bottom i don't know
1: 30 go Hit, hit the sound oh boy this is a great Maryland family, and the favorite son is joining us, S-V-P, Scott Van Pelt, go. in the house. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!
0: Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. Let's go! Let's go, baby! Let's go! What was that? Twenty-one with a couple of "here we go, babies" and an "all right, all right, all right." Shout out to McConaughey. Um, real talk, real talk. I know I'm, I know I'm on the spot. Go ahead. We no, can, no, no, go. Real talk. That's as cool a thing as, as I ever got to do in my life. Okay, like my mom said. I'm gonna get emotional, actually. My mom said, and, and of all the things you got to do to see you back at home and to see you come down with that flag, like in a place that means something to you, and have people, um, greet you that way. Like, it's just, it's just special, man. And then we went out and got our ass kicked. But before that, just to go home and, and to have people act like it's a, they, a big deal that you've come back when it's not, you know, I'm, I'm just one of them. Yep. Man, that was, that was, that was really, really, really cool. Thank you for that.
1: Marilyn. It's, it's also, too, just like you were caught up in it, and you didn't – you could have – we could have said – or you could have said something out of the out of the blue, but you were so wrapped up in it, and you could see it as you're coming down. You're like, you were getting to that bottom, and, and it was on. And it just shows, like, you know, when you watch stuff back, you know, people talk, why did this happen – Caught up in the moment, man. There's like real emotion right there. It was awesome. It was it was really, really cool.
0: Uh, and again, uh, then Michigan State went out and opened up the proverbial can. Uh,
1: moving on. Yes. Just like the Astros. Okie doke. All right. We're moving on to 2020. Liberty, Liberty. doesn't win their conference tournament. Uh-huh. Who deserves to be in the co- uh, NCAA tournament, Liberty or Purdue? Oh, that's a great one. Purdue. Come
0: on. Purdue. Why? Because they could win a game and Liberty can't. How do you know? I don't.
1: Liberty won last year. Liberty beat LSU at LSU too, didn't they? They won Mississippi State in the tournament. Yep. Why don't you like the little guys this year? No, I'm not anti
0: little guy. I just I'm, I am in, I'm in the tank for Matt Painter and Purdue. I always have uh, been. So
1: it's a Purdue thing. Boiler up. All right. Um, Liberty or Indiana? Same story. <laughs> You know, I'm not, there's not
0: one Big Ten team you're going to get to that I'm going to say, you know what? Here's the thing. I'll be honest. Okay. Have I seen Liberty play? Not really. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I honest, and that's just to be fair. I know they got there. I know they were good last year. I don't know enough. And I've watched all these big, Big Ten team play. And so I'm, they could lose to anybody, those Big Ten teams, but I think they'd be better equipped to beat somebody. And and I could be totally wrong. Okay. I'm just saying, you always go with the who'd you beat. That's fair. All right. That's fair. Purdue beat Michigan State by thirty. They beat Virginia by thirty. The problem is they've got way too many losses. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. think they, I don't think they get in. Okay. I don't think. They, I mean, they're going to they, need. They're going to need. They're going to have to need to have a big week. I believe they got Iowa. We're taping this Tuesday. Yep. And then they got Rutgers at home. Uh, they're going to
1: need those. Need them. I like the little guys. And, Let them. In. You know what? There you go. Stephen F. Austin. I mean, look at the win they have. Better than anybody. You're right. Hope they win the conference tournament. Jordan Love or Justin Herbert. Give me love, give me love.
0: Just because I, to me, it's a coin flip either way. McShay's poisoned my mind on on Herbert not being a leader, never mm-hmm. not not being vocal. Love's got the got the more eye popping sort of. Was he six four two and a quarter? Um, and everybody fell in love with him at the combine. Just a lot a lot of sizzle there. Sounds like he, like he's going to go higher than Herbert in the draft. It's
1: crazy. It's a lot. I, I've been saying all year. It's a lot like. Um, Josh Allen at Wyoming had a great, uh, year before he left because I always get confused with the red shirt and stuff like that. But he lost offensive lineman. He lost his top three pass catchers, uh, a couple running backs, I believe. So he had a lousy last year. What, and I said the same thing on
0: TV. Like, I don't love was a junior, but like, whatever his year was, 2018, he was awesome. 2019, he was garbage. He played against LSU. Yeah. It got worked and then it kind of the wheels fell off through all those interceptions. And so on, mm-hmm. now everybody's the same, same kind of thing that happened with Allen. Um, but the same thing's happening with Allen in a good way that he's gonna go. He's gonna go high. And mm-hmm. So I mean, I, again,
1: I'm. It's a coin flip. I don't know, but give me love just because it seems like the ceiling's higher. Okay, that's got on the spot. That was it. Um, yeah. I also, what would you think of your conversation with McShay? We have it on there. Do you want to let the people hear it last night? What about the Redskins? The Redskins. Fascinating stuff. I think.
0: Oh, okay. Ready? Here's me and McShay. We're talking about. Maybe Your question's I, on there. Oh, the question's on yep. there? So I don't need to tear it up. Nope. Stop talking, Scott. <laughs> I'm not asking you to speak for Mel Kuyper, but Mel Kuyper spoke for himself and said the Redskins at two should take Tua. Now, as a Redskins fan, I'm going, well, they just took a quarterback last year in Haskins. Got to go get Chase Young. Do you believe that they ought to take Tua and or could? If my medical staff said, yeah, he's he's progressing and he's going to be right, even if we're taking away the entire season and talking about 2021, yes, I'd take Tua. Because I need an upgrade. It's the only position in football that you can just, like, make up for all the sins and all the weaknesses. It's the only position. And Haskins, yeah, he's a a pretty good quarterback. The owner will never let it happen. But I personally, if I was running that organization, would take Tua and be like, all right, you guys duke it out, and we'll trade Haskins and get some... You know, we'll get something, something. for her later. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, the real Belichick I, has done a pretty good job with that. Yeah. The reason I had a dumb look on my face is because I'm thinking they 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 traded up to get Haskins last year, and the that. owner made it happen. Like, there's just no way in hell. Do you? I mean, you you watch football a lot. I'm familiar. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do you think he's the answer? Do you think he's going to win you a Super Bowl? Haskins? Yes. No. Okay. Exactly. No. And, and I mean, I get it, but I also think that they do have a quarterback and a player like Chase Young. Look, you and I during this year said, who's going to be the biggest impact player? On the board. And we okay. both said, Shay Sean. Yes. All right. Take him. I, I need a quarterback and they don't have one. I agree. Okay. <laughs> okay. At the end, when I said, and they don't have one, I was asking a question mm-hmm. and he said, and I agree. Like, I, I get Tua and tank for Tua and this and that. And obviously, if the Redskins didn't just spend a top first round pick on Haskins a year ago, um, then sure, get Tua and run. But if you can get Chase Young, I mean, I don't see how you go back to back quarterbacks. And it was it was suggested in our meeting yesterday, or maybe it was after the show. Well, look at what uh, the Cardinals did when they went Rosen. They had Rosen, who they who they mm-hmm. traded for, right? And then they went and got Murray.
1: Well, is that the same thing? I guess sort of. I'm I'm a guy to build around. Worry about the quarterback when you have the foundation. Um, I just. Chase Young, I still think is the best player in the draft. I don't think it's close. Um, so we, you and me, agree. I'm saying, give me Chase Young and yeah, run. Yes, go get like
0: Fitzy if you don't like Haskins. Bingo, right? Tannehill's going to make everyone think you can go get somebody off the scrap heap and and make it work because that guy, they they Tennessee got him for a fourth and a seventh. And Miami's like, here, you can have him. I mean, that's what. And then they got him in the AFC title game. Was it him? No, not. But he played well enough. He's they certainly traded changed their season around after the fact. I just think, I think Haskins, a lot of stuff was said, and he didn't know the plays and this and that and the other thing. And then, like, I felt like that dude competed when he was out there late. Mm -hmm. I thought, I mean, I'd take Chase Young. Even though he didn't go to Alabama. Because the Redskins
1: do love Alabama
0: guys. Redskins are going to try to do that thing where they take teams from high-profile high, high profile programs and take, like, it's like a team captain thing. And I, you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. Go mm-hmm. get guys that, have, ex, that are expected to win, that come from programs where they did, and try to go high character as best you can and build, build an organization, build something that's based on fundamental things. So give me Chase Young.
1: One other quarterback thing, quickly, all right, because I know you have a take on this. It's pretty hot. Hot take. Takes Everyone out. wants to talk about where Brady's going, right? Yep. I yep. think the more fascinating thing is what Belichick's going to do. Stidham. Whoa!
0: Go stidham and then go do the Tannehill thing. Go get me some guy. Go get Andy Dalton. People are freaking out like, how can you get Andy Dalton? Who had more success as a quarterback, Andy Dalton or Ryan Tannehill, in, in their past? Andy Dalton does. Mm-hmm. I get that you want to act like he was a bum. You've got teams to the playoffs. Was he great? Okay, I'm not saying he was, but he wasn't garbage either. Look at what was surrounding him last year. Precisely. He's lucky he's walking. <laughs> go get, go get Dalton. You got, you got a a vet who's done it.
1: See if Stidham's your guy, and then figure it out from there. All right. Isn't that the plan? How many times are we going to talk about the Patriots slash Brady on this podcast before it's done?
0: Uh, what's the date? It's the th- Today's it's the third of March. Uh, free agency is this like the 18th, so it's two more weeks. of that. I don't know, probably not a ton. And then whenever wherever he goes, and whenever you like, think
1: Brady signs before the draft,
0: yeah, okay, oh yeah, I think this is like I feel like the wheels are in motion. This is the kind of thing he he probably knows what he's doing now. Got it. How does Brady announce where he's going? Some kind of on the gram. He's he's super into the he's super into the, like the gram and all that stuff. He's look if you got, if you're one of these guys, these tastemakers, what, what's the influencers? an influencer what is that like these people i don't know i don't know who they are or what they do but like they get to get Influen- like they get a bunch of money from puma because they're an influencer what is that who are you like do you have a gig or you just post pictures on the on the gram but tom brady's a brand because he's got six rings and he's him and i think guys like to manage their being tar- in charge of their message and their brand and they and they're able to do it there
1: so be in charge keyword you said yeah i am
0: mean, all right you get to you got your hands on the wheel you're steering you know the direction of how people are kind of consuming the content about you i need to i need to get back. I, I, you know what i need to do you're on the gram i mean i got an account i don't do anything on it i need it's to get real? on the gram i need to start posting cryptic stuff on the gram where i'm looking off in the distance at something oh. and the, it's foggy and i'm like thinking
1: foggy you already announced you're leaving so this whole looking in the distance doesn't work
0: to where to
1: move into D.C. Well,
0: that's a whole different deal. Yeah. I'm talking about way more crazy. We should stuff. live
1: stream you watching the game tonight on the gram.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Tuesday night's is strictly a panic room game. They created a room for me so that I don't have to watch the games with them So because I'm insufferable. It's fine. It's We've all got our problems. Just do your best, kids. All right. That's one to grow on. We'll see you next week. The SV Pod is presented by DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports.